0: Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code, Ryan10, for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at KindFarmsInc, all one word. That's K-I-N-D-P-H-A-R-M-S-I-N-C, and their website is KindFarmsInc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is Ryan10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. Ladies and gentlemen, today we might have the most unique, special, radical episode of the show. We have super special guests. Rob Cohen, who you know is the director of the original Fast and the Furious. He put Paul and Vin in the roles, and two of my favorite comedians and upcoming actors, Chad Kroger and J.T. Parr. You know them from YouTube. They've been making some rackets at city council meetings. You've seen them on Howard Stern, Ellen DeGeneres, they're hilarious. And during quarantine, they have been recreating Fast the Furious scene by scene. So I decided to bring Rob, my former guest and great friend back and we also have super special guest cody walker cody walker is paul walker's brother but he's also an actor an activist and i'm so grateful that he came on and took the time to just share a laugh with us because i think we all just need a little bit more laughter in our lives i love you guys thank you so much Chad Kroger, JT Parr, and Rob Cohen. Welcome to an actor despairs.
1: How are you guys doing?
2: We're doing not good. despairing. We're not despairing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> staying stoked. I feel good. It's great well, to be here.
0: Chad and JT, you know, Rob and I. You know, Rob directed the original Fast and the Furious, and man, you know, we're we're such incredible fans of like what you've been doing and everything that you've done at the city council and getting the Paul stat, Paul Walker statue erected. I have so many (laughs) questions and and Rob's going to co-host with me. So Rob, let's dig in baby.
2: Well, first of all, I want to give them chops and kudos because I think what they're doing is, is, um, so cool. It's so imaginative. And, uh, you know, of course, it touches me deeply because you know I was on the set those days, <laughs> making those yeah. scenes happen that yeah. have gone out into the world and then to people's imaginations, like Chad and JT, and they've done something. I'm going to make you an offer if if you need a pizza boy when you're doing that sequence, I'll volunteer. <laughs> have the original pizza boy. Oh yeah. That'd 20 cool. years older, but still the pizza boy. <laughs>
1: That'd be amazing. Well, thank you so much. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Fast Fierce is my favorite movie. I pretty much know it by heart. So I think having this time uh, in the quarantine is just, it, it was just like the perfect time to recreate these scenes in our own way since we were separate. Um, so it's really been kind of a dream come true. And then we, when we got the message from you saying that you've seen them and you enjoy them, I mean, it, it was. We were just over the moon. I mean, it was it was amazing. Yeah, so it's
2: uh it's an honor to be. You got the nuances you. down. You got the rhythm <laughs> down. You even got Paul Walker's walk down. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, God
0: Almighty. What what's your uh, Chad and JT? What's your friend that plays Vince?
1: Strider. Uh,
3: strider oh god he was born to play that role man yeah, <laughs> yeah. he really embodies it and brings yeah. kind of a different energy to it than than the
2: original yeah tell him he's got to yeah. shave his head <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. take it for so, the team chad and jt how did you guys get started with like how did you two meet each other
1: uh well we met actually in high school at this at this rager um and uh so basically, this party is kind of dying down, and I brought out a four-hose beer bong, the Mount Chugmore, and my buddies Kellen, Reese, and Landon. Uh, we're all going to chug, but Kellen couldn't because he's on antibiotics. And then JT and I knew each other. Uh, and, and like I'm a surfer, he's a bodyboarder, so we we like have some. We were like acquaintances, but then he stepped in to do the 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 beer bong and sort of a. a a bond was formed from there and, and it's a normal one yeah yeah hopefully
0: yeah yeah for sure oh, for you guys sure. have such amazing chemistry it's like i could never imagine you guys not friends you know what i mean like it's like you guys are the the meg ryan and the tom hanks you know <laughs> you guys just fill it out so well Oh, <laughs> but I'm curious you. like
3: was was like you, you got know, mail from me dude that really tugged on my heartstrings <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey
0: dude dave chappelle's finest performance yeah i know uh, thanks yeah. for just that. it is yeah. pretty overlooked A piazza. Yeah. yeah we got cody walker here you guys ready
2: yeah for sure yeah. honored bring him on hey cody cody walker hey. how you doing cody walker's in the house what's up hey. Rob? how are you man hi cody it's great to see you man it's great to see you too Cody I'm, I'm Ryan Perez waving up here I right got on, Chad
1: Kroger JT Parr and you know Rob How's Cohen of course Cody how right are you on. it's such an honor dude it, it's honor yeah. to meet you yeah we're huge fans cool yeah, hey, guys, thanks for having me right on yeah. yeah
0: it means so much man uh you know all of us are gonna kind of ask you some questions what have you
4: been up to brother I see you're doing a lot of awesome films working with yeah. Matt Luber the best we're all kind of reinventing ourselves a little bit right now too yeah. right with like everything that's going on really um you know i i uh i i love being a dad I've got a two and a half year old little girl um she's keeping us really busy right now we've got another one on the way uh november first i'm tell- I'm, I'm sharing it right here with the world right now because we actually oh,
0: i feel so blessed oh, wow. Congrats. <laughs> Congrats <on an>
4: <laughs> thank you thank you all very much yeah we, uh we didn't know uh, – we, we, we ended up with the daughter the first time around. We didn't we didn't know what she was going to be then. We decided not to know, and we're doing the same thing again. So, it's it's like the best surprise ever. It's a lot of fun. So. Wow, no,
2: that's that's so amazing. Sad, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Well,
0: congrats. That's, and that's we're, we're, we're here to celebrate you, your family, your brother. And, you know, But we got so many questions for you. You know, obviously, we know you did a stand-in on Fast 7 – did, yeah. At that moment, like I know having a brother in the business can go one or two ways. You're either like, I have nothing I want to do with that business,
4: or I could see myself in that. Did something switch for you? Well, see, like we all, all of us grew up, uh, acting as kids. Uh, I did commercials, uh, acting classes. Um, I you know I, I was auditioning when I was, a, when I was a little kid and, um, I have great parents. It wasn't, we didn't have like those crazy parents where it was like, you're going to do this. It was like, it was at our own will. We had fun doing it. Um, It's something that Paul stuck with and continued to do. Um, And I think, you know, it's a, it's a crazy business. The uh, Hollywood is a crazy world. And um, Paul, Paul was very supportive and, and just like, no BS was very supportive in people doing anything, but uh the hollywood (laughs) thing Um, he he did you know he he liked to surf um and he and he only really wanted to work on projects that he was really passionate about where he really liked the content otherwise like good luck getting that guy on the phone he drove everyone his agents his manager crazy all the time one foot in (laughs) one foot out the door all the time like he was that guy um but uh posted up in hawaii a lot right yeah he posted up in hawaii a lot um Went out there all the time. Uh, Were you with
0: him on those trips?
4: Yeah. Oh, forward. my gosh. Yeah. We'd, we'd run out to Hawaii. I'm sorry, Rob.
2: No, I was just going to say, it, he and I met in Maui, you know, by accident. And I was developing Fast and Furious, which was then called either Racer X or Redline. Some Redline. Horrible an title. Horrible. <laughs> and um, – you know, that's where I told him about it uh, in in, uh, in uh, Paella. And then we went off to Mama's Fish House and celebrated oh. that we were going to do the movie together. And he never backed out, not on that one.
4: He that, <laughs> was all about that from the get-go. I, I think uh, uh, yeah. Matt, Matt uh, Luber, his manager, tells a really good story about that. Or Paul was, had told Matt, look, I want to do a movie where I'm like an undercover cop and there's fast cars and hot chicks
1: <laughs> and then and a gun
0: and a gun. Yeah,
2: and a gun
4: yeah
2: yeah he said to me do, do i drive fast cars i said blah, blah. yep do you do a, i'm an undercover cop so i get a gun yep get a gun do i get to shoot the gun yeah you get to shoot the gun and uh, <laughs> And are there hot chicks? I go as many as you want. We're still writing the script.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we got both Chad and JT, who have been really carrying the torch for Paul Walker. I'm not sure if you've seen some of their videos of the work that they've
4: done. Have oh, yeah. you? <laughs> I, I have. I have. Um, when when I when I was when when this opportunity was proposed to be on here with you guys, um, it's funny. I, I think when you guys did the, uh, I think it was the Huntington Beach City Council meeting Mm -hmm. (laughs) you guys when you guys went and you did that um like I I I I watch a lot of my content on YouTube these days and Mm -hmm. so um I actually had just organically seen it because it went all over the place and some people were like yo man is that like is that offensive to you? I'm like, no, dude, this is hilarious. Like, <laughs> I, I thought it was, oh, I thought it was so funny. I know Matt saw it back then too. He texted me, yo, did you see this? I'm just like, oh my God, this is just, this is epic. It was so funny. I think ultimately <laughs> they told you, hey, uh, Paul wasn't even, you know, born here or something. Yeah, like. yeah, was like his, yeah.
0: his cousin yeah. went to high school some shit. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was
4: that was. Uh, I got a real kick out of that. I, I know Paul oh. would have thought that was hilarious, you guys. So, oh. yeah, I, very much aware of uh, of your work over the years. I've seen you on national news. I think, uh, yeah, a couple different times. So, yeah, right on, well, Chad I, J, JT. Can you talk
1: about how that all got started? Yeah, well, uh, thank you so much. Pa- that that means so much to us. I mean, yeah, we're, we're such mean. huge fans, and uh, right on. Yeah, I mean I I don't I mean Fast and Fierce is uh, as I was telling Rob, it was my favorite movie growing up. Um so it just has uh held such a special place in my heart. And then yeah, JT and I sort of came together and we sort of had this idea to go into the council just, our whole thing is sort of raised in stoke. We wanna, you know, get the world stoked again and yeah, we just sort of sat down, wrote together and uh went from there and and we didn't really anticipate this sort of the, the response is just kind of weird speaking from the heart, I guess. So, Did they
2: ever move or do anything with your request?
1: They, uh, well, they rejected it the first time, but then they erected like a, a one-foot statue, so we, we, we asked them to make it bigger, and that sort of... Well, we, he he erect was, a yeah.
0: one-foot statue?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: I didn't know that where is it well it was, it was just in the city hall okay. so, so so one of the council members tim uh he just he had like a yeah he had like a uh basically it was an action figure and he put it in city hall and so yeah
3: but we're still i mean we're working hard to to get the statue erected it's just a uh we've come into, it's like more difficult than we thought it would be. There's like logistical issues and stuff. Like that. So,
2: yeah. Well, um, well, we could take down some racist civil war general. Yeah. Now's oh, the time. Yeah, nice there right. Somewhere. Yeah. To yeah. Improve the world. <laughs> yeah. So Cody, what else
4: have you been working on brother? So, um, yeah, I've, I've done some acting, uh, here and there, um, since fast, um, couple different tv shows a web series um did a pilot uh the, it didn't take off unfortunately it was a, it was a lot of fun um i was running around and blowing stuff up and be, beating people up and being like the jason Bourne of uh of that universe type of thing <laughs> um that's always fun I, I like the physical stuff i am i got, i'm an athletic guy i like to run around i like to you know i, I used to do jujitsu um paul was a big influence on that on me and I just like to tumble around and do that sort of thing. But you know, I'm, I'm really passionate about cars. Um, a couple of years ago, um, I started really living that next chapter where I, I bought a, what's called an Honda S 2000 and then oh, I yeah. turned it into a totally track focused car. And so I've been, uh, taking that out to track and, um, perfecting my skills is ultimately I'd like to do time attack racing, which, uh, originated in Japan. It's, it's, um, it's not like a wheel to wheel racing where there's two cars, you know, on track at the same time. Um, they're timing your lap and they're timing your, 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 your pace through different portions of that lap. Um, and so that's how they determine winners. Uh, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, I, I, am really digging that, um, running reach out worldwide, uh, which was Paul's foundation his charity that he had founded, uh, back in 2010 and, uh, been super busy with that. I mean, with this pandemic raging, uh, you know, we've kind of had to reimagine what it was that Roe was going to do because we can't throw volunteers on planes. Like, you know, everything was just so, uh, difficult. So one thing that we discovered was a huge need and still continues to be is, um, hand sanitizer.
2: Mm. So what we did
4: what we did that was really cool i'm so proud of of the whole team and and figuring this out but um hand sanitizer would just disappear because everyone was panic buying and so we actually found a distillery up in oregon um that we started working with that was providing us with some of the raw materials and we started making our own hand sanitizer per the who guidelines and started uh shipping that to um nursing homes uh Uh, public service facilities, fire departments, uh, police stations, um, basically anybody that wanted it, we were sending it. And um, things have changed a bit since then. And we're working with a manufacturer that's actually providing that to us. And we're providing it free of charge to all of those facilities uh, across the country. So um, that's, that's been a really cool, uh, we call it the clean one initiative. So it's been a, that's been a big need. It's still needed. It's crazy.
0: That's so, so beautiful for the, uh, for the viewers listening. Where could we get more information about that?
4: Yeah, uh, they can check out the website. It's uh, r- uh, www.row.org. So row.org. Um, you can check it out. That's, uh, that's the landing page for the uh, for the foundation. Um, and they can see what we're up to. Also, Facebook is a great resource for us, social media. Uh, we post a lot up there, like what we're doing uh, what communities we're, we're serving and stuff like that. So those are the, you know, social media. I think social media is one of the greatest and the worst things to ever happen to us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: That's
0: crazy.
4: <clears throat> <So. laughs>
0: well, Cody, today is a day of celebration. We were going to sign some posters and we wanted to give it to Reach Out Worldwide. I can send it to Luber to send to you. And then I, I really want to do an episode with you solo. If that's okay. Cool, and I'll cool. reach out to Matt. And uh, dude, I, I'm so grateful that you came on, Chad JT. You got any final questions for Cody?
1: uh, I, I just, I, uh do you surf? I guess yeah. <laughs> I, dude, you know, I guess you, you meant Maui, so I,
4: yeah. Paul was the Paul was the surfer, right? I, I uh, I'm not much of a surfer. I it's weird. I don't know how it turned out the way it did. I, I mm-hmm. was a swimmer. I I played water polo in high school. I was not blessed with good knees. So I played all the traditional sports as a kid. And then around middle school is when kind of my knees started flaring up and stuff like that. So I got into aquatics. I'm a great swimmer. Um, I just, I never, I never, you know what it is? You know what it was? So Mm -hmm. being so much younger, I was like the, I was the accident of the family. So Paul was 15 years older than I was. And then we have two siblings in between us. Mm-hmm. Um, you, so you're the last child. I am yeah I'm the oh. I'm the youngest one so uh I, I what it was was growing up and going surfing with all of the older guys that were just like so good and mm-hmm. I would just get barreled I would just get killed I get caught <laughs> on the outside and like yeah. just I don't know it wasn't fun for me and so right. I just kind of crushed my confidence I think and yeah. I was just like ah, I don't yeah, this is a you thing. Like, I don't, I can't. Do <laughs> and I, I think if I would have been introduced to it in a different way, where um, I had other guys and like more my skill level, maybe it would have been a little bit more fun. But yeah, uh, no, a no unfortunately,
1: tough yeah. One. So, was kind of a random question, but I was just no. Yeah,
3: yeah I, I got, wondering. I got kind of a random one too. Uh, I think, did you do ju- roll jitsu in Santa Barbara? Is that where you? Yeah, because I had some yeah. friends who said they rolled with you and Paul.
4: Oh, yeah, right on. Yeah,
3: yeah. and I was—I guess I was going to ask two questions. What's your favorite uh, submission? And then I noticed that in a lot of Paul's films, there was jujitsu, like in The Legend of Bobby Z and in some of the later Fast and Furiouses. You'll mm-hmm. see him like hitting triangle chokes and stuff like that. Yeah. Was yeah. that his influence on the stunt cord- coordinators? Like, was he asking them to put that in there?
4: Yeah. Also, the director on that—the name escapes me right now—is a huge, huge UFC fan. Oh yeah, because at so, the beginning so of the movie, he a lot of UFC guys in the movie. Like that's that was the look he wanted. Um, but yeah, I, I I lived in Santa. I went to uh, college in Santa Barbara, so um, uh, I actually started I started jujitsu with Paragon Jitsu That's based out of uh, it's actually based out of Ventura. They got schools in Santa Barbara, San Luis Obispo just a few other places. Uh, Frangina is the founder, really good friends with Paul. Um, so Paul studied under him for a n- number of years. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I rolled at the jujitsu, uh, the Santa Barbara location, um, for the, a couple years that I was there. My mm-hmm. favorite submission is the triangle choke. You just mentioned Gosh. it, Bobby Z. I, I've got like i I've got longer legs like Paul does. Paul. So, it just, it's something that just kind of works for me. So, anatomically yeah. makes sense. I <laughs> you know, like, well, and you're also just, yeah. you know, you're face to face with them as they're, you know, right, black out. You, you know? got that yeah. nice eye
2: contact, you know, yeah, yeah
4: eye contact. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little savage,
2: yeah, putting them, that's cool. putting them to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> just go to sleep. Wasn't, wasn't Paul originally hooked up with the Gracie's? Um, I kind of remember in the early part of his fascination with it
4: that could have been it. I know that he was, I mean, Paul did go to different schools when he was out there in Hawaii too. Um, yeah, she's with somebody else. Um, I actually went there with him one time. It was years ago. I can't remember, but, um, the one that he was most consistent with for many years who Paul would actually fly out, um, to join him sometimes when he was, uh, filming was, would have been, uh, Frangina from, uh, Paragon. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Great. It's a great school. They're a powerhouse of a school. He came from Alliance straight out of, uh, Brazil is
2: final
0: question for you, Cody. Are you guys pretty much hit by the pandemic too? Are you, are you still able to hit the tracks or is that pretty much not a go right now for some
4: time? That's a great question. So the traditional track day stuff is kind of was, was a little quiet for a while now they're kind of getting away with it with like private track day events so it's like limited number of people um social distancing um we're outside in the open air i mean it's not you can be as social i guess as you want to be but you're there you're tinkering on your car you're getting in your car you're putting on a helmet you're running around track you know yeah so things and things like that have sorts of opened back up again i'm actually going to the track
2: tomorrow so
4: oh
0: nice that's That's awesome
2: Make sure you sign your autographs with your mask on, okay?
0: <laughs> well, dude, Cody Walker, man, thank you so much for taking the time. We're going to do an episode together. I'll be in touch with Mike and Matt and uh, KT, Chad, Rob, any parting
2: words? Yeah, give my love to your parents. Will do, okay? Rob. tell them not a day goes by that I don't think of y'all.
4: appreciate it, Rob. Really good to see you. This is a fun... Uh, Fun great. little meeting, guys. Chad, yeah. JT, uh, Ryan, Rob, thank you all so very much. This is really yeah. cool. It, it's Jordan, an you honor. Doing?
2: such a pleasure yeah. to
4: meet you. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Thank you. Great. You're looking great. We're
0: going to do it again very soon, man. Enjoy the track tomorrow, all right? All right. Sounds good, all right. boys. All, all right. Much right. love. Up? Up? Have a okay, good one.
2: Okay,
1: Papa. Take care.
2: <laughs> you know, that it's, Paul Lager, it's Paul Walker <laughs> who got me into surfing you know
1: really yeah I, I saw in your in your instagram handle it said it says surf i was like yeah, yeah. Surf
2: DGA, you know like director's guild america but yeah. you know what with, with the thing he he kept saying to me you're a surfer you're a surfer I said, uh-huh. i'm not a surfer i grew up by the <laughs> ocean. the whole yeah. idea of being in there with all the kelp and seals and crap that doesn't turn me on right but no 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 man you're a surfer you're a surfer yeah and one day we were doing, we were shooting fast, and he comes to set and he's got this beautiful Robert 7 2. And he goes, I had this made for you. You're a boy. I want you going out there and I want you to learn how to use it. And yeah. you know, I put it in my living room. It was like nice furniture, you know, it's like there. And then one day I was in Maui and I went, you know what? Paul says I'm a surfer. I better try this shit. <laughs> and I I got a lesson, and I got um, absolutely bit in the ass. And right. I came home from Maui. I went right to ZJ's, and I spent $4,000 on surf stuff. I mean, I, what that salesman was the luckiest guy <laughs> ever. Yeah. I was going, yeah. well, what do I need? He goes, you want to be a longboard or a shortboard? I want to be both. Okay, give me the longboard. Buy the yeah. longboard. Buy the shortboard. Or buy the board bags, buy the surf racks, got, got rid of my two-seater uh, Mercedes, right, mm-hmm. and got a nice wagon. And, you know, I literally, I put my house up for sale in the Hollywood Hills and moved to Venice, and it was yeah. like I was so crazed with it. And, you know, I, I I made this beautiful place down in Bali that my I have a home there that is also a boutique hotel now. And so, if you guys ever want to go surfing in Bali, you've got an elegant home waiting for you. Oh, uh, dude, that'd be fire! Uh, that'd, that'd be amazing. Yeah. What is it, Uluwatu? Yeah. Is that the big break out there? Ulu, yeah, but that's a you got to. That's not for me. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't pick up surfing when you're 50 and then go do Ulu. <laughs> that's called. I don't want to live anymore. <laughs> but no, there are so many beautiful breaks. You know, yeah, in Bali. Yeah,
1: yeah, JT and I have been talking about, especially since the beaches are now open, there's something about surfing. Even if the waves aren't good, there's something about getting in the water and just feeling the sun. I mean, even if you're you're having a, you know, if you're like anxious in the morning or something and you just go for
2: a paddle, I mean, it, it just cures all. Yeah, it does. And, you know, there's something about being out and looking back at the land. Yeah. Changes your whole perspective. Right. And we know how powerful those waves can be. And we know how that ocean has so much energy in it. And Mm -hmm. if you're open to it, you go out there and you absorb that energy. So if you got a, like a bad work day or a bad relationship day or something, that ocean just fills you Mm -hmm. with a whole other energy and you go, ah, she's not that important or <laughs> whatever yeah, happened yeah. today in the movie business doesn't mean a damn. This is what matters. Right. You know, right it's yeah. that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well,
0: going back to the city council, Chad and JT, can you talk yeah. about like once you did that one, was it immediately viral or did it take a little bit?
1: Uh, it was interesting. We, we uh, So we did it and then I believe it was two or three days after. We didn't even release it yet. Uh, a journalist at the council uh, was there and you can actually see him in the video. Cause he's looking around and he's, and he's like, what's going on? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then, so I saw it on Facebook at San Clemente times, posted it like the video and it went viral from there. Wow! So it wasn't even really connected to us at that point. Like, um, like people didn't really know who we were still. Uh, and yeah, it just blew up from there. And then, um, and then so we sort of found this thing of like raising Stoke and you know the city council and and just sort of talking about things that we're passionate about to petition for you know and then it led to house parties and uh, scooters scooters Fourth of July we need you know like 10 4th of Julys and yeah you did that on
0: Howard Stern right right fourth. yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And J.T., yeah. G- 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 I-, I loved uh, when you sung that Nickelback Spider-Man song.
3: Yeah, that song was a huge influence on me. Yeah. Oh, man. God, that was a- from Saliva. Yeah. Outside of the Dark Knight, one of the best comic book movies of all time. I totally agree. Yeah, Spider-Man too yeah. drilled it. And actually, yeah. speaking of music from films, I wanted, Rob, when Randy Edelman got, gave you To The Stars for Dragonheart, did you right, know right. it was going to be such an, like,
2: did you know right away it was such an epic score or yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way Randy and I work is, um, and this is a, another true story. I was shooting a uh, daylight in Rome at Chinichita studios and I was doing the visual effects on Dragonheart with the satellite hookup and, uh, at night. And so Randy, I said, when you're ready with the themes, come on over. And, uh, So he came to Rome and I had arranged for this grand piano to be put on a soundstage. And we were walking over to the soundstage and, and a big really brooding and heavy thunderstorm and lightning started to happen. And the minute we walked into the soundstage, the lights went out and the electricity to the studio died and you're in a sound stage which is pitch black, you know, no windows, no, no safety lights in Rome anyway. And so we had a general idea where the piano was and we kind of stumbled like two blind men in the dark till we got to the piano. And then he sat down and once he centered himself on the keys, he started to say, and this I think is Bowen's theme and this is the dragon's theme and blah, blah, blah. And then we got to the thing, and he said, um, "You like, you've got the movie tracked with Samuel Barber's um, Adagio. Listen to this, and he played that cue, and I had I was weeping uncontrollably. It's unbelievable. And, yeah, and it was you know it was done, and that's that's the movie. That's what it's went so in. Oh, beautiful." Yeah. It's It's a beautiful movie. It didn't get its due at the time, but creating the first CGI acting character mm. uh, was one of the greatest challenges. Yeah. Oh, man, so and, historical. But that score going with the whole idea of resurrection, and you know, Dennis Quaid, everything, it, it, it's one of my all-time favorites.
0: Yeah, I love it. And then Chad and JT at what point did you guys like realize what you had is this amazing you know actor comedy like you know performance art like I, I just love everything that you do what was did you guys have like a strategy of like was it city councils or did you want to start doing like the things you've
1: been doing for fast um you know it's interesting I mean I mean with the councils it's sort of like whenever we, we as, we're, as weird as it sounds we kind of just go with the flow you know um, like with the councils it's like whenever we're sort of like struck with a, a petition or something to go in with that's when we'll go in we don't really try and like force it and do it you know like yeah. about a certain time it's just whenever something like inspires us then we head in and then uh, in terms of uh, we kind of just follow our own joy I guess like with the
2: with the, <laughs> with the, with the with the That's scene, the best way, man. That's the best way.
1: Yeah, like with the fast scenes, I mean, I've always wanted to sort of recreate that movie because I, <laughs> I, 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 I love it so much, you know. So, And uh, my buddy Strider and I, we did like a scene, like a quarantine scene where we did Romeo and Juliet, you know, like the balcony scene. And oh, like, oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, we, we can like create this, you know, from our respective locales. And I was like, well, why don't we just do Fast and the Furious? And then, you know, we, we put the first one out and people loved it. So we're like, well, just, we're just try- going to keep doing them as much as we can. Well, no good, and, man. And it's a it's – a, like we want to – You're making the whole me week. happy.
0: <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> JT, did, did you and, – and Chad, like, did you guys identify yourself as actors or is that something nah. that –
3: no, I probably don't identify as him. Chad's a really good actor, though, so I, I oh, think...
0: Uh, I don't know, man. Your, your Vin is pretty good, dude. Yeah, uh, dude, <laughs> I I I think,
3: I think for me the most fun thing is just is doing something new. You know, it's always like, what's the new uh, kind of interesting uh, way we could perform? So it's fun to do this. And then, and then I think the prospect of redoing the entire film and trying to see how we could logistically do that is really exciting. <laughs> And just, I don't know when you do something so weird, but you, and you do it all the way, like the commitment to it, I guess that's what I really enjoyed too. It's like, I I hope we do the whole entire film and I hope people could watch it
2: from front to back. Uh, Yeah. Yes, please. You know, I'll be there opening night.
0: Rob, obviously we have to ask you, I mean, you know, when you're shooting something, everyone hopes that it's good. But did you know that this thing was just going to become so immortal? I know you and I spoke about this on on your podcast, but, you know, I mean, like think about it, Chad, JT, me, I mean, it was
2: 2001. Yeah. In 19 years. Anyone who tells you they knew is a liar. Um, What I knew is... From the minute I read the Vibe magazine article, I thought there was a really unique film in that material and that these street racers and their culture, and their language and, and the, the language of the cars and the whole thing was fascinating to me. And I went after it. You talk about, JT, about going after something. You, I had an idea to get this world on film with a story that we stole from Point Break and just get that this whole sense of a new a new cast, they were not your standard actors that you saw in films at that time. right you know they were unknowns, they were multicultural, multiracial, and uh, it, it, it was just let's go after this story and this world and bring it to film. And when I was done with it, I knew that I had succeeded within my own parameters, my own goals. I went, okay, that's the movie I wanted to make. And the fact that the studio thought so little of the film is one of the reasons it it was purely presented because they never came by the editing room to give me their helpful hints. You know, the producers, nobody came by. So I just made the film I wanted to make. And by the time they saw it, it was the first sneak preview and people went nuts. So what were they going to tell me? They know how to make it better. You know, so, so, you know, they were locked in. They couldn't do anything because, you know, their negligence had been the benefit of the movie.
0: And let alone, they fucking made, like, 20 more movies out of it that, you know, have nothing to do with racing at all.
2: <laughs> I, don't go, I can't yeah. go there without... Yeah. You know, it's... Let's just say if it were my franchise that I controlled, I would not be going in those directions. But they made billions and billions and billions and billions. And in Hollywood, that's all they really care about. That's really... Yeah. They don't care that it, what the original the legacy that the original could have had for them and,
0: and how, she, yeah, go for it. no go I ahead mean, I'm sorry no no I was literally uh, gonna ask like I know you guys had some questions about
3: yeah I was wondering what you had seen Vin Diesel in before like how did you know he would be because and he's so incredible in that part he has so much gravitas and like yeah. he, he's he's such a natural leader in it what
2: what did you see him in that made you think he'd be the right fit for it I saw well, of course. I saw him in uh, Private Ryan. When when I met with them, I I saw that he had this you know uh, uh, quality because I then saw Pitch Black, and it was like okay, this is a guy who has a presence, he has charisma, but in Pitch Black, he's not a real character. He's a cartoon, larger than life character, and. uh so it was ma- mainly meeting with him and working with him and just deciding that Dominic was going to be a real guy and the real best side of, of, of men. And, uh, our, our director-actor relationship really fleshed that out and he rose to the occasion in a beautiful way. And, uh, and then, you know, we went on to do Triple X together right after it. So, so it was a, it was that thing of, taking a guy who was ready to pop, who had movie star written all over him, but finding the role and the film that would frame him in, in, in a light that would make him the movie star he became. Yeah. So beautiful.
1: And yeah, then- I, oh, it's, it's, when, after making these scenes, that's the one thing JT and I talk about is how well cast the movie is, uh, well, well cast in your movie
2: too.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Thanks, well, we who, realize it more who, and more. Like we Mia do. It. in your film? She's great. Uh, uh, Ivy Miller. Ah, she's uh, amazing. Oh, she's good. She's yeah. Really,
2: yeah. Is that your girlfriend or
1: what? no? No. <laughs> I, I think my, my real girlfriend's mad that I involved her. In
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm I'm so curious for you guys. You know, obviously living in LA and you know you went on ellen and everything happened i'm sure you had wmeca everyone calling you mm-hmm. what started interesting because you guys can you talk about your podcast
1: yeah so uh i think we are our, our, our house party speech sort of blew up and that's what, when we first started getting a following and and then we kind of just had this idea just to start a podcast and just because we had you know we were starting to get fans and it's like, what if we answer fans questions? And it kind of grew from there. Um, and I don't know, JT, if you want to expand more on it.
3: Yeah. I think Chad, Chad drove the ship on and he was like, look, I think we should get a podcast. Like, you know, some people want more content from us. And then uh, at first it was just us being ourselves, just being bros. And then, and then we, the bros that were writing into us were so sincere. So it mm-hmm. kind of morphed into a very sincere version of itself where we're, we're just giving straight advice to bros about how to kind of live their best and happiest life, which is like a huge, yeah. Which is cool. It's That's really cool. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah but Where do you go from here? I mean, how do you see uh, other than the, the creep recreating scenes from my film? What, what do you see as your, as <laughs> your goal? Where are you headed?
3: Well, you've made a lot of movies, so if we recreate scenes from all of them, I think. Uh, <laughs> Is the skull's a, next? The skull, dude. Yeah. Caleb Mandrake. Yeah. I mean, oh, Caleb yeah. Mandrake. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm. Call- I'm calling for a role in that one. Let me. Play a, it like, I think <laughs> I'm gonna play William Peterson's part. I like his accent <laughs> in the film. Yeah. You know, rivalry with Craig T. Nelson, so I th- I think that might be my angle. Would yeah. you
2: like your life back, Luke? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, my, my, uh, my stepdad went to Yale, and he was in a secret society. Not, oh, wow. not, not Skull and Bones. But uh, I, as far as I know, they didn't have dueling in his, but I'm, I keep pressing him on it. It's yeah. a great
3: ending. The duel, yeah. Caleb's a crack shot.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> such a good ending. Emotion is so high and that father
0: what a dick (laughs)
3: yeah
2: well you know i was always thinking when we were developing it that it was sort of like you know george herbert walker bush and george bush yeah you know that that went to yale they were in skull and bones you know it's like you know was there that was like this political dynasty set up within skull and bones and you know, yeah. so, and if Jeb Bush had been different, maybe it would have gone on to a third, third uh, Bush. But, you know, it's, it's, it is a real thing about these power elites set up in these Ivy League schools, you know, and, and other elitist organizations. You know, I went to Harvard and they didn't have eating clubs. I mean, they didn't have secret societies had these eating clubs like Porcellian and stuff. And, you know, you didn't get in there unless you were probably a legacy or something. It was a way that these people who would then take over the society because they're groomed to be that um, Mm -hmm. would interact and have these bonds, deep bonds from college on so that they would work together, whether they were in law or, or, Finance or medicine, medicine, whatever that these groups all had these connections. And, you know, so that's what I liked about doing the movie. And, you know, I loved working with Paul and Josh Jackson. And-
3: Josh is yeah. great. Yeah.
2: Leslie Bibb was great too.
3: Oh, yeah. God. She was so good. Unpopular too. Yeah. She was killer. Yeah. Well, chat and JT, you guys have some scenes prepared, right?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, Let's see. Let pull it up. <laughs> I got this. I got this relatively late.
3: So what? What page are we doing? I'm very nervous.
1: <laughs> Dude, I was I was thinking maybe we could do the scene uh, where Paul picks up Ben in his car. Uh, oh, after the after time. the first race? Yeah, after he's running from the cops and he's like, "Get in!" Oh, let wow. that There's, scene. there's more yeah. back and forth. Tell me what page, and
0: I'll, and I'll, I'll read the stage directions. David uh,
3: Ayer did a rewrite on this script? David Ayer?
2: Yeah. Yeah, David Ayer was the last writer in, and I relied on his draft more than anybody else's. You yeah, know? He, he yeah had, I love his movies. When you hear this the sort of street poetry, yeah, you know, the buster didn't leave me in handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> I never knocked on nobody. Yeah, that's, that's David Ayer. That's oh a, wow, nice. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the great scenes and lines are from David's draft.
3: Yeah, harsh and, times and, and, has that vibe too, where it has that really good totally. like,
2: street dialogue. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, he was a guy, I met him, he was uh uh living with a nanny of a friend of ours you know, mine, and he was just down the street and he had just gotten out of the Navy. And, uh, you know, he, he, I met him and and I thought like he was so good and he understood so many things intuitively. And then he gave me his, his script of, um, of training day. And I thought it was the most brilliant script I'd ever read. And in terms of capturing that, patois of the street of the cops of the druggies of the you know black dialogue white dialogue and you know so when we needed more work to get this script to where i wanted it to go i gave him a holler and he just jumped aboard and we went out to the pomona fairplex to a car show of of tuner tuner show and uh and that's where we started picking up the lingo, and that's when we really felt we knew where the movie was. Wow!
0: Before we jump in the scene, I'm I'm sure Chad and JT can relate. Like my high school parking lot was filled with like wannabe cars from that movie. Yeah. How did you How did you guys get that like you know Nos and all of the other things and Bayside like? that whole culture and, and all the things that are integrated in those cars. Like, I didn't even know that existed. Maybe because I was, I don't know how old you guys were, but I think I was like 11 when the movie came out. Yeah. Uh, so well, I'm just so curious how you got that so accurately. Cause like that well, world just seems so natural.
2: Well, you know, I met a street racer named uh, RJ DeVera. He's even in the movie. He's one of the, he's the Asian Asian-American driver in the four car drag that Paul's in and Vin's in and Ja Rule's in. The other oh, guy, the, the one other playing guy, the, the, the games? Yeah, the, guy, oh. the guy playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> and and um, uh, he, he was a great help and he took me deep into that world. Hmm. And, you know, I would rely on him to make certain judgments when I was picking which were the hero cars. And, you know, I, I just always said to him, I want this to be a wet dream, wet dream, wet dream car.
1: Yeah. Did, did you always know that, that Nas would become such like a, a huge cultural thing from the movie? Cause I mean, yeah. after that, I was like, Oh dude, Nas, I need Nas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. This is embarrassing. Is, is it real? Not Yeah. Oh wow! I, mean, I no yeah, let
3: me idea. go pop the hood on my Prius right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean it. It's a rapid expander of of gas, and it it just puts so much power through the 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 whole engine system on a button, on a on a hit, and it mm-hmm. don't need a lot, and it's yeah. highly explosive. And, yeah. So, you know, that that was at the time when I was going, we need to get into the engine to understand this stuff. We need to fly through the engine. We need to see what a knot hit, really does to a car mm-hmm. and how it can blow your manifolds. You know, it can really damage the car, too, if you don't know what you're doing and don't yeah. do it right. Yeah. But it just seems so cool to give Walker all that lying on. I need Nas.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <By> tonight. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's amazing. Oh,
0: man. Should we uh, do the scene? Do the Yeah, scene?
1: I, actually, I, I was thinking maybe we'd just do the one. Uh, you, uh, you had me, you never had me, you never had your car. JT, are you done to do that one? Oh, yeah. dude, yeah.
3: You guys.
2: It's
1: What?
3: Go do it. I you guys, guys, it.
2: You I mean, guys want to see
0: do you yeah, guys want stage directions or no?
1: Well, uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. All right, let me find the. Are, are you Let's cool see. with that, JT? It's a little heavier yeah. on the dialogue for you. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, honestly, Chad, you should do it. You have it memorized. That's true. Yeah, you do it.
1: You want? You want to do Paul?
3: I'll do Paul. I'll do Paul. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are we, are we starting with uh,
1: Jesse's so, line? Uh, oh, no, that's, you're in. Let's go. So, yeah, it's page 27. Okay. Scene dominant.
3: Because you don't even need the script. Like, you, Chad can do this scene. I listen to him do it almost every day. <laughs>
0: what, uh, starting <laughs> well, with why the smile you lost. Is yeah, that it? Yeah. All right, yeah. All right, cool. All, should I read stage directions? Yeah. yeah. All right, all right cool. Exterior Boulevard finish line night. The racers slow, do U-turns and return to the finish. The cars and the tires are hot. Brian super smokes. Spectators rush forward. The three racers get out of their cars. Hector pulls up in his Integra. Gets out, hands them the titles to Dominic, who casually folds them, tucks them in his pocket, never expecting any other outcome. Dominic sees Brian leaning against the Supra, grinning like an idiot high on adrenaline, in danger.
1: What are you smiling about? Dude, I almost had you. You almost had me? (laughs) You've never had me. You've never had your car. Granny shipped and not double-clutching like you should. You're lucky that double shot of knots didn't blow the welds on the intake. Almost had me? Now me and the mad scientist got to rip apart the block and replace the piston rings you fried. Ask any racer, any real racer. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Then it does the... <laughs> Sorry, I think I, I breezed through the, the stage directions <laughs> there. It's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, That's amazing. You know,
2: we had the crowd, the extras, all very involved in that scene. Yeah. And, yeah, I,
0: I love seeing them all wave their hands woo! like. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were mostly they were mostly real street racers and their girlfriends and stuff like that. And, you know, I just said to Vin play to them. That's your audience, play to them. And mm-hmm. they just went right along with him, you know. So every time he go, you didn't even have your car and they go, Whoa! You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like everybody had a genuine reaction. Sometimes I watch the movie. I just look at the extras because yeah. they're so yeah. real, they're so real and they're so in it.
0: Rob, can you tell him the Jaw Rule Girl story? <laughs> 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 He's got fire festival. No one gives a fuck about Jaw. All right, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so, like, you know, we we cast Jaw Rule, but I couldn't. He never was available to meet till the night of the shoot. So I, AD, told me you know, Ja Rule's here and he's in his trailer. So I go, well, I got to go over there and meet him. But the truth is there was nothing scripted for him. It -hmm. was like, we wanted to have a, you know, a kind of rapper in the film for street cred and everything. But, you know, nobody had bothered to figure out what the role was. Mm. So I'm thinking, well, what, what is his stick? What, what kind of stick can I give him the, the character? Um, uh, and uh I I went in there to his trailer and at first there he was sitting around with a group of people and I thought they were eating dinner because there was this big bowl of green in the center of the table. I thought they were having a big salad, but of course it was, it was the ganjaman, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was yeah. uh, the weed and and you know, they were lighting rolling these big splits and He's smoking and I'm saying, hey, man, I'm so happy you're going to do the film. He said, uh, uh, I said, who he said, this is my girlfriend, Monica, and this is this one and this on. And um, and uh, so he said, well, what's my part? What am I going to do? And I said, You're going to race for a threesome with Monica and her girlfriend. (laughs) Wow. That's it. Right off the top of my head, I just went, That's that's your character. Yeah. And then the girl, the real Monica, the really built one that comes up to him and goes, You can have me and her. Yeah. She turned out to be an absolute natural actress. (laughs) She had never before. Yeah, she's so good. Uh, Oh, yeah. And she comes up again. Vincent, you know whatever (laughs) what was his name
1: edwin edwin
2: edwin yeah edwin Edwin, you know you can have me and her right (laughs) And, and, and the rest we just improvised you know because we shot a lot of it on the street but in that area of those warehouses but then a lot of that actual dialogue was done with visual effects on a stage so by the time we got to the stage I had worked out, you know, the whole, you know, menage.
1: <laughs>
0: Monica! Monica!
2: <laughs> let's go. Oh God. He was great to work with, Ja. Really great to work with.
0: Well, we all gotta get a film together. You, me, JT, and Chad. Let's like I'm there. Let's start some some adventure film.
2: Uh, let's do it. I got, yeah, me too. I got my DGA card ready to travel. <laughs> uh, all right no but guys i i think you're great i think what you stand for is great i think your approach to the world is beautiful and uh i really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit and i'm not kidding about bali if you really want to take the trip you know you got a place to stay it's oh that'd be amazing
1: uh, thank yeah. you. and thank yeah, you so we'll, that means so much to us I, uh, we
0: should all go together it'd be fun yeah we can do, yeah, a line. Let's
1: do it um, that'd be amazing
0: Chad and JT, because uh, I love your energy so much, I got the poster right here. While we're doing this, can you can we just kind of do a quick little announcement about it? Cool. Hey, guys, Ryan Perez here from An Actor Despairs. I got Chad Kroger, JT Parr, and Rob Cohen. We're all big fans of The Fast and the Furious, Rob's film. And uh, it's been some heavy times in the world right now. And we want to bring a little bit of joy to you. So we got some... Fast and the Furious posters. We had Cody Walker, Paul Walker's brother, on the show earlier. All four of us and Cody are going to sign these, and we got four of them, and we're going to auction them off to three black charities and one to Paul's charity. Paul uh, really believed in the cause, and we're super excited. Chad, JT, Rob, what do you got to say?
1: Uh, it's, it's an honor to, uh, to be with you all. I'm super excited about these posters. And, uh, yeah, it's for a good cause. So stoked.
3: Yeah. Just thrilled to do whatever we can to help. And we're so
2: stoked that you brought us on to be a part of this I'm really honored. Yeah. And as, as everybody knows by now, Paul took charity really seriously into his own life and heart and whatever we can do to pass that beautiful spirit of that beautiful man on, we, we got to do it and help others. That's what he believed in.
0: Well, the fast and furious lives on, uh, next year, maybe we should all get together after Q and have a celebratory screening in LA or, you know, some, somewhere cool at the Absolutely. warehouses. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> any, any final questions guys?
3: Yeah. I've actually, I got two. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a huge fan of your, your filmography, Rob. Uh, one of, one of my favorite films he did is The Rat Pack, the Frank Sinatra oh, movie. Thanks. I love that. it has, It has so many different elements to it, like the way that you handle Sammy Davis Jr.'s racial issues. And I never knew about him and his, like, uh, Swedish wife, I think it was. And that was all yeah. compelling. And the way he had to kind of, you know, uh, hide himself a little bit, even from his friends was really interesting. But the shot that I love the most from that film is where you show all the guys in their different bedrooms and what they're getting up to. Yeah. And then it's like it builds up to Frank having a threesome. And then you go through the wall and then Dean Martin is just drinking a glass of milk in his room. That was like, I don't know. I remember watching that with my parents and I just loved it so much. I, I,
2: to me, that was one of your most like formally inventive films too. Yeah, it was because, you know, it was for HBO and that's what they wanted. They, you know, when you work for studios, they don't, they don't tell you to take the shackles off. They, they want a predictable product. Right. Uh, in those days at HBO, it was, hey, here's this script. Do with it what you want. You know, we're expecting it to to bust some seams. So I went at it that way. And, you know, and it it was a – I had a wonderful cinematographer and Shane Hurlbut, uh, Nancy Foy, the casting director, and I put together that great cast. I mean, they, they were, you know, just Ray was so – so good to work with and Don Cheadle and Joe Montagna and Bill Peterson and uh, Angus McFadgen and uh, Deborah Carr Unger. They were just really stellar and really inhabited the characters. So, so I'm glad you like it. Cause it's one of my faves. Yeah. Like the Sammy Davis dancing towards the racist is, is also another one where it really visually is just great. Yeah. Well that caused a lot of stink when I, when I, ordered that neon sign, you know, it said, you know, the N word in 10 foot neon and it had little Jewish star of David chase signs <laughs> running all over it. And right. uh, I heard the line producer calling the studio, like he, his door was partially open and I could hear him and he's go, look, he, he's, he wants this, this sign. And it, it says, Bad things on it, you know? And I just knew that what Sammy's, the racism that Sammy Davis felt and that many people felt, they 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 ingest it. It gets in them. And that's why I picked, I got you under my skin and turned it into a, a anti-race uh, song. Right. So, you know, where he's got contempt and and Sammy Davis was picketed in Washington, DC by the Ku Klux Klan because he was dating my Brit who was the Nordic goddess. And uh, so the the film is all based on real things that happened, but it took a, I took a very, a little bit of a surreal approach to things so that you could feel it not just know it like a documentary, you know.
0: Yeah. And Chad and JT, I, I have a question for you. You know, yeah. the, the world is is in crazy times, and like, you know, I think Rob and I, you know, we're we're just so inspired by your enthusiasm and, and your social media. How are you guys able to 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 stay stoked in a in a bummer time, to say the least?
1: <laughs> uh, I, don't know. I mean, I guess. We, start, we say this on a podcast like the stoke lies within you know and there's I think there's you know there's always uh, it, 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 there has especially during you know the coronavirus scare and then the recent weeks it's it's been uh, a, a more trying time, but I think it's it's uh, certain things I mean I, I do certain things like just like I do like breathing exercises, I meditate, I go surfing. That really helps me to to stay out of my head and just to, to stay present, I guess. And, um, but also just getting, um, absorbed in our work too. I think really just, you know, we, we sort of have like a mission and, uh, that really keeps me at least, uh, stoked, I guess. (laughs) Uh, JT, do you have anything? Yeah, I guess, uh,
3: I mean, ditto on what Chad said. And then also, uh, I just I try to think of the good, you know. Especially, I mean, it's it's easier with the the protests and stuff to see the good that's going to come out of that, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's already happening and it and it feels so uh, needed and unifying. But then with like the coronavirus and stuff, I just try to like every time my roommate and I we it gets nighttime, I just turn to him and I'm like, we made it, we made it, to-. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we did it, like we're beasts. Like it's another hard day and we made it through the end. So I just just like bite sized accomplishments like that. Uh, and just trying to be grateful for, yeah, just making it through another day. Cause it's, it's crazy right now. So I'm just yeah. stoked, you know, and then I get to do this with you guys. Like, oh, man. I mean, this is fucking yeah. huge. So it's, uh, stuff like this. And then just being, you know, I got my Xbox, I can play call of duty with my buddies from high school and like, and with Chad who has been ripping at Warzone lately. And then, uh,
1: <laughs> oh, JT's better. Yeah.
3: and no, nah, come on. And then, uh, <laughs> so yeah, just stuff like that. Yeah. Little, little things, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Go, oh, go, go ahead no you go for it. uh yeah i th- I think looking back on it too like uh, you know uh well, when like the coronavirus first happened we were we were working on some stuff and it, it was put on pause or or yeah and um and so you think like oh this is like the worst time for this to happen but then you look back and it, it was it's created all these other opportunities for us to to work on different things that we are passionate about like these scenes the fast and fury scenes so I think, I think just sort of having that perspective of like understanding that everything is kind of just having this inner belief that everything is happening in your favor in a sense. Yeah. Does that make sense?
2: Totally. Yeah. Rob, I uh, for you? Well, you know, I took this opportunity to I think I'm on my third script, you know, that I've been writing and uh, I, you know, if, if this hadn't come along, it, it might be, you know, this would have happened, that would have happened, but you know, you don't get this time. And, you know, I'm, I'm basically newly married again. And it was a chance for my wife and I to spend all this cloistered time 24 seven and finding out that we really are a real match because we did Mm -hmm. not have a bit of tension. All we did was love each other and support each other. So you, you're right. Your philosophy is smack on, dead on. You can create your joy and circumstances can give you an unjoyful condition, mm. but your joy is stronger than the condition. And right. Follow that like you guys do. And that's why I love what you are and stand for because it does my heart good to know that there are other people in the world who understand that you make your joy. You don't look to be handed your joy and bad times lead to really good things. Like Mm -hmm. look at the protests and all this, this is definitely going to change America. Mm -hmm. We're going to get rid of Trump because of what happened to George Floyd and because of his ineptitude and his racism in handling that, on top of his ineptitude of handling the coronavirus, so it's 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 things are some people say, oh, they're meant to happen. I don't know if they're meant to happen, but there's a causality that comes out of the worst dark corners and brings us light and beauty. And you guys are definitely vehicles of light and beauty.
1: Oh, oh thank, nice. thank you, Rob. Thank you. Man. That's a so nice. You too. Yeah, you Rob, do. <laughs> I know you just answered it, but you know, uh final
0: question, Chad and JT, can you talk about what's next for you guys?
1: Um, or is it hush hush? JT, do you have?
3: I mean, we're just going to uh, keep working on a little bit. Th- we have some big things
1: yeah. uh,
3: relative to what we've done that I think we're really excited about. And, uh, but we're not allowed to say more than that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully you guys dig it when it comes out. Yeah. Well yeah, I,
0: I'm serious. Let's all get a project together. It'd be so fun. I love that'd that. be amazing. Yeah. 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 Rob, J T Chad, man, it, it, it means so much to me that you guys came on. I I'm huge fans of all three of you and I got so much love for you and you guys make my life a lot better. So this kudos, was uh this is a kudos, lot of fun. I hope
2: kudos back at you, Ryan, for getting this <laughs> back together and and for your whole podcast, which has really gone deep with a yeah. lot of wonderful actors that have had a chance to talk that aren't the actors that would get on The Tonight Show or, you know, yeah, they're not the regular Vanity Fair crowd.
0: Oscar, you know, Fendi bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate that.
3: Right, thank I, you so much, dude. You, yes. yeah. Thank what, you what? so
0: much. This has been amazing. I'm, I'm an actor. Let's collab, man. Anytime. Yeah. But guys, I love you, man. Thanks so much. Yeah.
2: And uh, oh wow, thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Let's do it again.
1: Let's I'll do it be, again very soon. I'll,
2: I'll be That's watching right. you. I'll be watching. Super down. Oh, thank Let's you. It. Yeah.
1: yeah. We're working on it. All right. the scenes. All right. is All right. nice. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, man. Love, love you guys. Man.